Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, episode 21. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome. As always, I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast. Today, we are talking about stress. Now, look, we all have stress. So I thought this was a really important thing to talk about. In fact, I get so many questions about this that I am answering a specific listener question today, but it asks a question that kind of is representative of a lot of different people. This listener asks the question about stress being helpful. And I think a lot of people have this idea about stress, so I wanted to talk about that. And at the end, I'm going to tell you how to take your stress down a notch and in a way that works long term. So I'm not going to be talking to you about deep breathing or counting to 10 or even meditation, even though I love meditation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a totally different way of combating stress and a totally different way to look at it. I am actually super stressed out right now. So this podcast is brought to you partly due to my own selfish reasons, but I know you don't mind. (laughs) I want to talk about how to take the drama down, how to take the stress way freaking down. We will all benefit from this, always. This morning, actually, I had a little mini temper tantrum in front of my husband about everything that's going wrong in my life right now. Has that ever happened to you? It's like once you start that list, it can be really long. I can, If I really focused on it, I could give you 20 things that are going wrong in my life right now. And I was just on the brink. I was on the brink of tears, to be honest. I was really frustrated. I was just done with everything. And thankfully, I felt okay doing this in front of my husband. <laughs> I'm not sure if it scared him a little bit. But sometimes we just have to throw a tantrum, right? There's nothing wrong with tantrums. I think we have to allow tantrums because... I think partly one thing that happens is that once you have a tantrum, it's like you get your own attention. You are all of a sudden confronted with this behavior that you cannot deny is happening. And you realize, okay, something's going on. I really need to address this. And that's what happened to me. I was so frustrated. I was so done. And I just had my tantrum. And then all of a sudden, I was looking at myself. And I realized, we got to figure this out. We got to take this down. This is getting to a dangerous stress level. Stress does not work well with me. It doesn't work well with my MS, but just on a human level, stress does not work well. 
And so I started looking at it and I started analyzing it a little bit and I started thinking about the way I look at stress and also the way people that I talk to look at stress. A lot of listeners, a lot of clients, they have their own idea of stress and sometimes it's humanizing it a little bit, but in a way that's helpful. And I could easily have thought like, oh yeah, the stress is making me get a lot of stuff done, but it doesn't. And I wanted to address this specifically because I think a lot of people think that stress is good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a listener's question. She emailed me in a question, and I think it represents a lot of people. And it could be something that you have on your mind too, or so a way that you're thinking about stress that maybe needs to be tweaked just a little bit to make it more helpful to you. So this question is from Lola, which I love. This is not her real name. She wanted me to use um, Lola when I answered this on the podcast, which is totally cool. If you have a question for me, but you want me to refer to you by a different name on the podcast, just let me know. I think that can be super fun. (laughs) Nerd alert should have been given before that, right? (laughs) So here's what Lola writes. Stress and giving myself tough love actually helps me get everything done. I feel like if I don't have stress, I won't be motivated to do everything. I don't understand how to reduce stress, which I need to do, and still be motivated to get everything done. This idea of using stress as a motivational tool is really common. It happens a lot. I'm guilty of it too, which is what blew up in my face these past couple of weeks. I think pushing yourself and having a little bit of that pressure to keep you motivated, I think that works. But don't confuse pressure with stress. Some people work really well under pressure and they don't perceive pressure as being a stressful thing. So I want to break this down a little bit because I want to help you know when you are getting, you know, towing that line or going over that line of a little bit of pressure to help you work well and stressing yourself out because there are some real things that happen when you're stressed. So let's break this down. First, as humans... We are very adaptive creatures. This is great in so many ways, but it works against us when it comes to stress. And that's because if we get used to a certain amount of stress and then we dial it up without even noticing, over time, we can ratchet up the stress to these amazing levels. And because we're in it and we're adapting to it every time we turn it up a bit, we don't realize how much stress we're under until we have these little implosions, until we have little tantrums in front of our husbands or wives. That's where you really need to be aware of if you're pressuring a little bit to help you versus towing that line or going over it and turning into stress because we can adapt to it really quickly. You've probably noticed if you have something that's really, really stressing you out and it's an event or something that has an ending and you're out of it, you kind of think, oh, wow, I totally feel the difference. And I realized just how stressed out I was. That's because you were adapting to it as it was getting ratcheted up. That's why a lot of people don't identify it as actually being stressed. They just think after this one thing is over, after X is done, I'll be fine. But here's the thing. X, whatever it is, will never end. It will just morph into Y and then morph into Z, right? We will just keep adapting and we'll stay in that level of stress, which is not good. Second is that there's different types of stress. And yes, some types of stress are good. That is very true. One way to break it down is in chronic and acute stress, chronic stress and acute stress. Chronic stress is that stress that doesn't go away. It's that constant pressure. It's that constant 
oh my gosh, I have to get this done kind of a feeling. It's one event after another, after another, and it's getting used to being in that mindset. You're adapting to being in that special, in that stressful mindset so that everything that comes to you, you will see from a stressed out point of view. This is chronic stress. It lasts for days, weeks, months, sometimes years. If you really think about it and look back, the other one is acute. Acute stress is a moment. The best example is your fight or flight or freeze reaction. This happens during acute stress. So acute stress is, oh my gosh, the car is driving towards me. I have to get out of the way or else I'll be hit. That is acute stress. It is momentary. You have that fight or flight. You get out of the way. Here's the problem. It's especially in today's world, acute stress becomes chronic stress. So these long-term health problems and just generally feeling like crap start to happen because we are living in that fight or flight moment. We're not applying it to what's what's appropriate, which is literally, you know, get out of the way of this car that's speeding towards me. We're applying it to things like deadlines at work and, you know, crazy schedules and getting everything done. And it's turning into chronic stress. When you're using stress to stay motivated to get things done quicker, you're entering into that chronic stress mode that is not great for your body. And what you're also doing when you're entering into that chronic stress mode is you're cutting off brain power. When we're stressed, we enter into this fight or flight mode and it may feel like you can think quicker on your feet, but you're not at your top capacity if you're always under stress. When you're stressed, your brain responds. It loses creativity. It loses the flexibility needed to problem solve. Because if you think when you're in fight or flight, there is no problem solving. It's get the hell out of the way, right? So you lose this problem solving ability. You lose the flexibility needed. You you get tunnel vision, which means that you only see one certain way out. And maybe it's a way that works for you and that you're convincing yourself, like a lot of people do, that you know it, it works and so therefore you work really well under pressure. But that's just not true. I can't tell you this enough. You have so much more. You simply don't have access to the areas in your brain when you're stressed. These areas that you don't have access to are areas that help with the speed of processing information and that help with the sheer amount of information that you can take in from your environment just to begin with. They're the areas that help you multitask. Being stressed out affects your visual cortex. So literally, you don't see everything in your line of sight. Your brain is highly affected by stress. And we're selling ourselves a bill of goods when we say that we work best under pressure. Call yourself out on this. I see this as a kind of confirmation bias, right? Where we see evidence to prove what we already think, right? Remember that bias? I've talked about it before. When we're stressed out, we can sometimes justify it by saying that we work well that way. Like we're choosing to do it on purpose. Call your own bluff. You might think that you work well under stress, but you can do so much better without it. You don't need stress to get to your highest potential. In fact, you need to drop it. And once you do, you're just going to soar. You're going to amaze yourself. So to look at the different types of stress a bit deeper, I think the better way to break it down is into voluntary and involuntary stress. Involuntary stress is from factors that we just can't control, like aging, getting sick, healing our bodies from getting sick. I would even even put working out under this as involuntary stress. Like, yes, we choose to work out, but working out stresses our body. 
That's what it does, but it's a good stress. And the actual process isn't really something that we control. The healing of our muscles after we, you know, break them down during a, during a workout, that's pretty involuntary. That just kind of happens. It's just the only thing that you can really control is how hard you work out. Voluntary stress is the big one. This is us choosing to motivate ourselves, right? Choosing to pressure ourselves a little bit to get things done. Totally voluntary stress. Voluntary stress is also worrying about something not going the way we want to, thinking about something in the future and worrying that it's going to be bad or wrong, right? It's this fear of the future. I like to break down voluntary stress into three different buckets because usually when we're stressing about something, it's because of one of these three things and they're all voluntary. The first thing is trying to predict the future. Now, look, unless you have some special power I don't know about, in general, we are lousy psychics. We just are. And if we're stressed about what may happen in the future, it's because we're trying to predict it and we're probably predicting it as being negative. If we're fearful about it, we're not expecting a very good future, right? Generally, we're expecting a catastrophe when we're afraid of it, when we're kind of stressed out about what's going to happen. If you really look at it, it's because what you're thinking is going to happen is bad. And if we were in a total state of conscious creation and focusing on manifesting a future that we want, it's not stressful. When you take that control and you really start putting your focus on manifesting something great, there's zero stress. The stress comes when you're predicting something bad happening in the future. And more specifically, that bad thing in the future is bad because it's not going to happen the way we want it to happen. And it can be hard. This is where I am right now. This is a big source of my stress right now is because I'm predicting the future as being something horrible, which sounds awesome, doesn't it? But it can be hard because you can get really caught up in it. You can get really convinced that your vision of this future is going to be the right thing or what actually is going to happen. So at this point, what I'm doing is I'm focusing on being as conscious as I can about what I'm expecting for the future. It's really important to kick myself out of this roller coaster. So I'm really focused on consciously creating what it is that I want, believing that what I want is happening. I think the second bucket of this voluntary stress is being in other people's business. This bucket and the next bucket that I'm going to talk about are types of voluntary stress that I learned from one of my favorite teachers, who is Byron Katie. Byron Katie says that there are three types of business, and I totally agree with her. The three types are yours, somebody else's, and then she says God's business. And you can fill in whatever the universe, whoever your God is. It's just, it's the tornado that happens, right? It's things that you just have zero control over. Only one of those things are controlled by you. You can guess which one that is. We are stressed out voluntarily when we are in somebody else's business. What are they thinking? Why, why do they do that? How is that going to affect me? How's their decision going to affect me? How are they talking about me? Is other people going to affect me? Right? How are they making me feel? All of this are things that we stress out about, and it's entirely being in somebody else's business. What somebody else is thinking, what somebody else is doing, what somebody else is feeling. All of these things are out of our control. They were never in our control. We, t- we lie to ourselves all the time thinking that this is something that we control. And it's kind of something in our culture, but it's just not true. Think about this. Have you ever sat on a plane and tried to control what happens during the flight as a passenger? It's stressful because you have zero control. You have zero control about, over where that plane goes, right? You have this illusion that you think you do. 
but in reality, you don't. This is what happens when we're stressing out about what other people are thinking and other people are saying or feeling, thinking that you're doing something that's causing somebody else to feel a certain way. All of this is in other people's business and you have no business there. You have no control over it. But so much of that contributes to our stress when it totally doesn't have to. Now, the third bucket of voluntary stress is arguing with reality. And this is something I've always loved it. Katie says, I'm a lover of reality, but when I argue with what is, I lose, but only 100% of the time. (laughs) I love that because it's just so true. When we argue with what is, we lose. And we do it all the time. Think about how many times you argue with what has already happened, right? He shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. It shouldn't have happened that way. Every single time you're doing this, you're talking about something that's done. It's over. You cannot go back and rewrite history. You cannot argue with what is. You can't argue with reality because it's happening. All you can do is create a new future for yourself through conscious creation, through looking at what you're thinking and looking at what your actions are. That you can do. Arguing with reality and what's done, can't do it. But we try to. Think about how much time you spend on thinking about what happened and the raw deal that you got and probably how it's going to negatively affect your future, right? These all work together. Thinking about that. I'm constantly constantly catching myself too. This happens. Remember, you are not your thoughts. Just because you have thoughts about this and they're causing a little bit of stress doesn't mean that you inherently are doing something wrong. But notice all the different times that you're stressing out And if you're in one of these three buckets of voluntary stress, because the good thing about voluntary stress is that you can stop volunteering for it, always. And stress can be tricky. Your mind can be tricky, right? We're learning this. And it may not feel like it's any one of these. It may feel like what you're stressing out about is the absolute truth and it has nothing to do with one of these three buckets. I can guarantee you it will fit somewhere because things that stress us out are generally not true. We can generally look at them in a different way that's going to bring the level down a notch. Because look, the effects of stress are very, very real. I don't need to turn this into a PSA to tell you how stress wreaks havoc on your body from disease and sickness to just general ill health to just being grouchy and upset and annoyed and a pain in the ass to deal with. (laughs) Stress touches everybody. So why not get rid of it? There's a lot of reasons why we don't. It can be a habit. It feels like we won't get anything done without it. What I'm dealing with personally is what a lot of people go through. Breaking up with the work hard model, right? God forbid things are easy. And I'm going through, it's a little bit of an upper limiting problem. I talked about this actually in the last podcast, episode 20. So check that out for another reason why we don't give up the stress. We can fear that without pushing ourselves super hard, we'll sit on our couch eating ice cream all day. And I totally believed this until I gave myself permission to do just that. And when I finally said, you know what, you can totally sit on the couch and eat bonbons or whatever. I don't even know if they sell bonbons anymore, but I gave myself permission and I didn't even get past buying the ice cream. Literally, I stood in the aisle at the store and I was looking at all the different options that I had totally given myself permission to have. I didn't want any one of them. So when I called my own bluff, I didn't want it. When I said, okay, without pressure, let's see if you really sit on the couch and eat ice cream all day, didn't happen. Didn't even come close to happening. 
because I didn't want it. For most of us, stress is an indulgent feeling. It's easy. It's been our norm for quite a while. And practicing letting it be easy is a little bit harder. When I really dissected why I pushed myself so hard, I realized that it's not my normal state to do that. I'm much more of that Ferris Bueller type personality. I just felt guilty about it. I felt guilty about letting things be easy, especially since I don't come from a Ferris Bueller type family. I come from that work hard family and really allowing my natural state, which is just to go with the flow, get into my zone and let things be easy. It was, I felt guilty about letting myself do that. And so I thought I should stress myself out and, and work in that model, which didn't really feel good to me. We don't have to be stressed to get things done. In fact, to get more done, you have to take the stress down a notch because remember, your brain physically is reacting to stress. The areas of your brain that you're using when you're chronically stressed are different than when you feel relaxed and you let things be easy. So maybe you don't want to use all of your brain. Maybe you want to create that tunnel vision. Then great. Keep the stress going. (laughs) But If you want to expand, if you want to have more creativity, if you want to be able to do things faster and more diligently and be more flexible, call your own bluff. Ask yourself, what am I so worried about if I don't push myself? And then see if it really happens because it just might not. And when it doesn't and you let yourself work under less stress, you might be amazed at how much you can actually do. For more on the resources that I talked about today and for a worksheet that's going to help you with the tip that I gave you for this week, visit the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP021. The key to combating stress is to look at it differently. The amazing thing that happens when you do this is that the circumstances will change almost immediately because the way you're looking at them changes. So you're stressed about something because you don't see it any other way, right? You feel boxed in and that's a really stressful way to think about something. And the way you do see it kind of (laughs) sucks. It sucks for you. Either it's a future that doesn't work out for you or it's somebody else doing something you don't want them to do or it's a reality that you wish didn't happen, right? Somehow when you're stressed, it's because you are getting a raw deal or you think you're going to get a raw deal. So think about what is stressing you out. Maybe it's your boss, maybe you're moving, maybe there's something going on with your health or with a relationship. Think about what's stressing you out right now, whatever it is. Think about your story and why it sucks. (laughs) Seriously, just get a list of it. Why does this suck? Now I want you to ask yourself, after you had that list, ask yourself, what's going right in this situation? Now be warned, your first answer is probably going to be nothing, (laughs) nothing is right in this situation. You might even get a little bit mad. Like, what? why are you even asking this question? But know that there is something good in every single situation. Even the worst, most stressful things, something good is there. There has to be another side of that coin. Your boss is horrible. Well, you have a job. Your kids are going nuts. You love your kids. Your move is a logistic nightmare, let's just say. At least you have options right? Whatever it is, whatever is true to you, even if it's a tiny little thing, like I have a job, might be with a boss that sucks, but I have a job. There is another side of the coin. Start there. Then when you have a few things that are going right, just a few, don't make yourself write 30 things. Like you don't have to do that. Just get a few of them. Ask yourself, how can I let this be easy? Find what you appreciate. 
let the other person be themselves and just watch them or get help from somebody else, get support from somebody else. Relax into the ease of everything. Now, this is a tough one. I'm giving you some tough, tough things to work on these, these last couple of podcasts, but this one really works. The first step is to break down what's right. Break down what you appreciate, then what you can make easy. So me, for example, making my, my move is something right now that I'm really stressed about. Making it easy can be done by leaning on a really good real estate agent. We have just a hustler, and I love her, and I lean on her. Or making it a game, right? I'm having confidence that I'm going to find something just like we did when we moved here. It feels so much better to allow it to be easy. And hey, by the way, the universe loves that too. So if you're looking at this from a law of attraction standpoint, you must make it easy because that's when amazing things happen. Not when you're stressed in like this tiny, tight little ball about something bad happen. That's not going to create the future that you want. Breathing, letting it be easy, and looking at what's good in the situation. That is going to manifest something that you really want. Now, again, I have a worksheet that's going to help you a little bit with stress. It's a little bit different than the tip I gave you today, but it's a different way and more ways that you can look at stress and try to take it down a notch. That worksheet is going to be available in the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP021. And hey, while you're there, click the link and leave a review for this podcast. If you love it, tell people about it. Talk about it. I love hearing from you and it really helps other people find this podcast. And knowing what you appreciate helps me bring more of that to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.